This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. Hello, my name is Jason and this is Jason's Sport Podcast. Right, um, first we'll be talking about the Rugby Union. Australia versus South Africa. Last Saturday, the Wallabies defeated the Springboks 30-17 at Suncorp Stadium. This win completes back-to-back wins in consecutive weeks for the Wallabies. The Springboks did manage to score only one try through their outside centre, Aim, with the rest of the points coming through the boot of Pollard with four penalty goals. The Wallabies managed four tries with doubles to Len Ikitao and Marika Korobedi, two conversions and two penalty goals from the boot of Quaid Cooper. However, the Wallaby standout man was Reds prop Tanali Tupo, who was who was great with the ball in hand, getting many metres and getting over the advantage lines many times. Tupo also had one defense try. Other standouts for the Wallabies were Nick White, uh, Karevi and Pete Samu, who had his impact off the bench. The Wallabies have shown massive improvements in both attack and defence after their three big losses to the All Blacks. The Wallabies look back on track and still have many games left in 2021 with an end-of-season tour to happen overseas later this year. This was a disappointing and shocking loss for South Africa as they are world champions and number one ranked in the world. The world rankings have taken a massive change with the Wallabies moving to third, jumping England and Ireland, and South Africa dropping to second to make way for the All Blacks who jump to The Wallabies have still two games in the Rugby Championship where they'll be playing Argentina as South Africa playing the All Blacks in their final two games. Just looking ahead, there is only one injury and one need a replacement at fullback. There are many options um, for this position, but some are just Reese Hodge, James O'Connor, Jordan Bataille, and Andrew Callaway. I personally would go with James O'Connor with the great running game, kicking game, another playmaker to be used for Quaid, and is good under the high ball. That's all I have to talk about rugby, and as we move on to the new announcement of Friend Bubbles in New South Wales. South Wales have just announced on Tuesday the 21st of September that there are that they are introducing a friends bubble for kids just in time for school holidays. From midday on Tuesday the 21st of September, children aged 18 or younger will be able to form friend bubbles in groups of 3. This means parents will be able to drop their kids off to their other friends' houses but with a few requirements. Each bubble is exclusive meaning children must stay in the bubble with the same group of 3 and cannot change. The friends in your group are also required to be within 5 kilometres of each other or live in the same LGA. Any parent or person over the 18 in the house must be fully vaccinated and adults dropping off their kids must not interact with each other. This will hopefully make a big difference to families and to kids to have the opportunity to catch up and reconnect with their friends. This will also be good for Year 12 students which their HSC exams coming up being able to study in groups and have their friends to help motivate them during their tough time. This change has come as more towns in New South Wales have reached 90% of people with their first 
dose. All right, moving on to our next topic of the new Brisbane Lions Stadium at Springfield and its role in the 2032 Brisbane Olympics. The new Brisbane Lions Stadium with a 70 million will include a $70 million training and administration facility. Along with that, it will also include a planned $100 million adjoining sport and leisure hub. The stadium has the name of Brighton's Home Arena, or also known as Springfield Central Stadium. The stadium will be the home base of the Lions AFLW team, which are fresh from winning its first premiership earlier this year. The construction will also include a high-performance and support centre for both men and women's teams. The project begin in mid-May this year and will continue until September 2022. The Ipswich Council were the main contributor in at $20 million, with the remainder coming from $80 million from the state government, $15 from the federal, and then the final 10 from AFL and the Brisbane Lions. This stadium will be significant for Springfield and Ipswich for many decades to come. Already, the Ipswich Stadium has been announced as one of the Brisbane zone venues for the 2032 Brisbane Olympic Games. The stadium will host the modern pentathlon in the Olympic Games, which will be a big boost for Springfield to bring people to the area for such a big event. The stadium will probably be in use before that, with the AFLW games more than likely to be played there, and maybe even some AFL games, which will be very exciting to see in one of the biggest growing areas in Queensland. That's all I have about the Springfield Stadium and what its role will be in the 2032 Olympic Games as we move on to discuss Wayne Bennett coming back to Queensland. Discussion about Wayne Bennett, what he will do next year as he ends his stint at South with his assistant coach Jason Demetrio being having the head job at South at 20 from 2022 onwards. Wayne has been rumoured to be coming back to Queensland and Wayne has confirmed at the end of the season he'll be heading back to Queensland to live. The options that have been talked about for Wayne is to return to the Brisbane Broncos, but that is a stretch and Wayne has said that that will not happen. Wayne Bennett could also return to coach Queensland for the second time or third time after he came back to coach them in 2020 and led them to a 2-1 series victory with the worst Queensland team ever stated by the media. As there are others, though, that may take this job off Wayne, like Billy Slater, but this could also mean that Wayne could be in as a mentoring role for someone like Slater. The final option for Wayne, which he has talked about coaching the 17th NRL team, a new southeast Queensland side. Wayne has talked about wanting to coach either the Firehawks, Jets, or Dolphins if they are granted the license to join the NRL in either 2023 or 2024. This would be a great move for Wayne and the new team, as Wayne is best known for getting the best out of his players and motivating them to believe that they can win when nobody thinks they can. The Firehawks, Dolphins, and Jets have all shown interest in Wayne as their coach, if they join the NRL, which makes this option the most likely for Wayne Bennett when he moves back to Queensland at the end of the 2021. 
I caught up with Ben Davis, Channel 7 sports reporter, to talk about his thoughts on the NRL and the NRL grand final. Hi, Ben. Which two teams do you think will make the NRL grand final? Uh, Jason here. I've just got some few questions for you about the NRL and the NRL grand final. Yeah, no dramas. All right. Um, first of all, uh, which te- two teams do you see making the grand final out of the two prelims this weekend? Mate, it's a very good question, and we've got the four of the best teams left, haven't we? So I, I see South beating Manly, and I see the Melbourne Storm just going straight through as well. It's going to be a hell of a game between Melbourne and, and Penrith, which is what last year's grand final, but I can't see anything stopping the Storm right now. So they, those two teams, Wayne Bennett against Craig Bellamy, South v Melbourne, and, oh, geez, if you're going to ask me who's going to win that one, all I know is it's going to be a hell of a grand final. Yeah, that was my next question about uh, which two teams you picked and uh, who you thought would win the grand final. Well, I'll tell you what, the the head says Melbourne. They they've been the best team all year. They've been on that record breaking streak. They've but they've just overcome every challenge. They've they've got an amazing team, an amazing coach, and they just look so well balanced. So I think they're going to go back to back again. But the heart, does the heart wants a little bit of Wayne Bennett love coming in as well. South to be a fairy tale. Their captain, Adam Reynolds, is heading to Brisbane next year. He's going to be the Broncos captain. So um, there's a bit of... And look, if Benji Marshall plays as well, can you imagine that? Um, there's a lot of a lot of fairy tales and good stories going on there. And Wayne Bennett at Suncorp Stadium, retiring with a premiership, has a, a nice ring to it. But again, that's the heart over the head. And the head, to me, says the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, I can pretty much agree with you there, thinking that I think Rabbitohs and Melbourne will play, make the grand final and be able to win. Now, I reckon you'd be one of probably 300,000 in Queensland. I mean, Rabbitohs fans, they, they, they breed quicker than rabbits, don't they? I mean, they're, they're everywhere. South Jersey pop up all over the world. It's a bit like a Where's Wally. But where you see a South Sydney jersey pop up at different events, and it's not just sporting events either. I mean, sometimes you see them at the US Open, you see them at the Tour de France, but, but then you also might see them at a at Queen's Jubilee celebration or even the, the, the coronation. Not a coronation, that's royalty, isn't it? But the, a presidential swearing in in France. I mean, they pop up at the most random places. South Sydney jerseys are the dead set where's Wally of Australian sport, of world sport. <laughs> yeah, I can never understand being a South fan with uh, my dad being a Roosters fan. I just don't know how that worked <laughs> out. I can imagine Christmas dinner at your place. <laughs> it'd be, it'd be, it'd be the the, uh, the knives and forks at ten paces. Jeez, how's that working? Have you got any South Jersey on now? No, I haven't. I know. Oh. I normally always do have it on. You might, for... be, kicked, you might be kicked out of the fan club after that. Right, um, it's washing day. It's washing day for it, is it? Yeah. Uh, next question I had. Um, obviously just mentioning about me being a South fan, but do you have, like, a favourite team that you like to support in the NRL? Oh, yeah, look, I mean, Brisbane born and bred, you've got to say, the Broncos, I'll always be a, a Broncos kid. I suppose when I grow up, I'll have to be a Broncos fan as well. So, yeah, look, it's, um, I, you know, just, just yeah, being, being Brisbane born and bred, it's always going to be Broncos. Uh, and then outside that, the other Queensland teams, Titans, Cowboys, and then... 
I guess, the fourth Queensland team, which is unofficially the Melbourne Storm, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, next question. With the um, NRL looking to expand into a 17th team, mm. um, what, do you, what do you think about that, you know, the possibility of having, like, Redcliffe or Apeswitch or even, um, I think, the Firehawks joining the NRL? Yeah, um, there's, there's, there's two sides to this as far as, uh, or two layers to this. Uh, I think there should be another team in southeast Queensland. Does it have to be a new team? I have long been an advocate, and this goes back to the best part of a decade and a half, maybe even longer, of relocating a team out of Sydney into Brisbane. Uh, 16 teams works beautifully. Uh, having an odd number of teams, which I'll get into in a minute, causes all sorts of problems with draws and broadcasters, uh, I want to say problems, some might see it opportunities, but I think relocating a, a Sydney team, because, um, I mean, you just mentioned before, uh, Redfern and the Roosters, South and the Roosters, look, they're, they're basically three suburbs apart, mm. not even. You know, so you, you're drawing on a, yeah, it's a bigger city and a bigger population, but when you've got more than half the comp sitting in metropolitan Sydney, oh, what about relocating one of those things? And, that, and that's hard. That's, that's very difficult because they've all got their roots and they've all got their traditions. But, you know, what in AFL, so did uh, Fitzroy when they merged with Brisbane. Uh, so did um, uh, the Swans, the Bloods, I should say, when they moved to Sydney. So I'm not talking about a merger, but a, a relocation. And I think it would be a massive opportunity because South East Queensland, we know, is the biggest growing area in the country. So yes, and it is Rugby League Heartland. So to have another team in this area, uh, yes, needs to happen. Whether it's relocation or a new team. Now, if it is a new team, I'd actually be leaning towards an Ipswich sort of south side of Brisbane uh, corridor uh, in that in that Ipswich Springfield area because in the next 12 months, AFL is going to get a very big footprint into Springfield uh, with the Lions setting up their home base there. And it is that corridor, Logan, Springfield, Ipswich is the biggest growing corridor in the country as well. So I think the NRL would be mad not to try and fill that and get a footprint into that because definitely the AFL will, would be. Redcliffe is rugby league heartland as well. There's no doubt about it. Do they deserve a team? They probably do. But you've already got rusted on rugby league fans there. The big thing is about getting out to a stadium there to watch them play, although they wouldn't play at Suncorp Stadium. So there's a lot of factors coming to it, but that's the way I'd be leaning if I had to make a decision. As well. player this year in the NRL that you've like enjoyed watching play? <sighs> From a Queensland point of view, you just go, Tommy Trevojevic, seriously, how's that? How is he just coming back to haunt us all the time? Um, he's done some remarkable things. Some amazing things, Tommy Turbo. But then, but then you get the great stories to come out, like Hammersoak, Toby Wise today from the Cowboys. You know, and every time this guy gets the ball, something's going to happen. Uh, you used to think that way about David Feeder. Mm. He's had a bit of a quiet year. Um, but you know, the, the players that, when they get the ball, something's going to happen. That's the ones I enjoy watching the most. Mm. Even if it doesn't, you have the you have the ability to think that this is. This is going to be something here, something, anything. Yeah, it's uh, interesting you missed, uh, mentioned Hammer. I mean, there's a lot of great young NRL players that we saw this year. It feels like it was the bigger trend of this year with um, so many even teenagers. Um, I guess like you had Reese Walsh and um, Sam Walker and all of those sort of players come in 
Uh, what do you think about like the younger players of the NRL coming through? Yeah, and then you get someone like Joseph Sawali as well, who that's some of the rules for to make sure that he was able to play uh, at such a young age. So, um, you know, they seem to be getting younger and younger. Um, but then you have someone like that. Ben Eichel or Josh Hannay, who, who were doing it 20-odd years ago as well, uh, coming in as teenagers. But um, the way that they they come on, the way that they uh, are lighting up the game, um, it, it, it's amazing. And you know that the talent's going to be there for years and years to come. I guess the big thing and that what we see, though, is if you throw too much money at them too early, then what happens? You know, the, the big money contracts, a lot of the time, and we've seen it, we've seen it with um, Ash Taylor, we've even seen it with Anthony Milford, who they're not that young when he got the, when he got the, the big bucks, but um, those who are on long-term contracts, they've succeeded this year. I mean, you know, he's, he hasn't been as destructive as he was the year before. So, yeah, it's, I guess that's the biggest thing, is to make sure you don't give them too much too early. Yet the sad thing is that they... I'm not saying they expect it, but you know, if someone is looking for a key position fullback and they need like a, you know, it was like Calum Ponga with the Cowboys. Newcastle needed a fullback. They needed one desperately. This kid was going to be the next big thing. And so they threw the house or threw the farm at him. And that's why he left the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys couldn't compete. They had Jonathan Thurston at the time. So they said, well, that's our million dollar man. I mean, how do you, and then Tom Alolo. So how do you fit him in? So, all right. Um, thanks for talking all NRL in our grand final um, with me. It was good talking to you. Um, I hope you have a good rest of your day and you get the chance to watch these uh, final three NRL games. Yeah, they're going to be good. You make sure you get that South jersey out. You just keep wearing it. If they, make, if they win against Manly, don't be taking it off for the next week and a half. Yeah, I think I'll have to do that. <laughs> Righto, fantastic. You, don't worry, you won't be on your Pat Malone. You'll have a lot of friends with you too. They'll be coming out of the woodwork, those South, uh, South Jersey's. Don't worry.